Hey, it's Felger here, and in the NBA, the game can change in an instant. But no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting 5 bucks on basketball. Win or lose, you'll get an instant dub. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SPORTSHUB. New customers can get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on basketball. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code SPORTSHUB. The crown is yours. Hope is here. 800-327-5050 or gamblinghelplinema.org. Must be 21 or older. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com. Physically present in Massachusetts. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Hey, it's Felger here, and in the NBA, the game can change in an instant. But no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting 5 bucks on basketball. Win or lose, you'll get an instant dub. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SPORTSHUB. New customers can get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on basketball. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code SPORTSHUB. The crown is yours. Hope is here. 800-327-5050 or gamblinghelplinema.org. Must be 21 or older. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com. Physically present in Massachusetts. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Is it possible to help businesses of all sizes transform, grow, and thrive? With the advanced connectivity and intelligence of global secure networking, it's happening. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. All right, back here on the Shaw's and Star Market Patriots post-game show. Merry Christmas. Joe Murray, Leroy Irvin, and the defender of the game, Presented by 128 Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electric, the company that finishes every job strong. Let them defend your home from any plumbing, heating, cooling, or electrical issues. When your home can't wait, call 128. Visit call128.com. We are now joined by Greg Bedard, up late with us here from the Boston Sports Journal. Just uh, speaking of the defender of the game, it was Christian Barmore who had three sacks tonight, a bunch of pressures, and... No, the last player to have those kind of stats was Aaron Donald. So uh, your thoughts on uh, Christian Barmore's nights on defense. Uh, Merry Christmas, Greg. Merry Christmas. Um, Yeah, I mean, look, the guy was spectacular tonight. Um, He had a really good matchup coming to this game that I thought he was going to be able to exploit against the left guard of the Broncos, who I'm just trying to figure out what his name is, uh, if I can make this out. Uh, Ben Powers. he uh, he's definitely the weak link of that Broncos offensive line. Um, Minehurst on the other side, the right guard is pretty good, and so um, yeah, I thought Barmore. I mean, he was tremendous. I mean, this is the type of performance that when I go back and watch it on film at some point uh, tomorrow, I, I have a feeling he's going to uh, he's going to mess up my stat sheet because he filled it up so much. He was just dominating and sort of. You know where he's been probably since about the the quarter point of the season, he's been uh, terrific. So you know, you know, good for him, and hopefully this is just a sign of things to come for him. 
All right, Greg, uh, what did you think of Bailey Zappi's night tonight? I thought Zappi, you know, he was he was good for the most part. I mean, you know, I thought the first half was a little bit um, clunky. Uh, I thought, you know, overall, I thought the biggest thing was he made big plays. I mean, they had, I think, five mm-hmm. pass plays of 20 or more yards. Um, they all seemed to be, you know, really big. Um he had to deal with pressure. He had to deal with Hunter Henry and Juju Smith-Schuster um, being out. Um, I thought the you know the receivers overall. Um, I think I had them. I was just looking for the stats. So the the three receivers, um, they were. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, they were. I have it here. Okay, they were eleven and fifteen on targets for one hundred seventy-two yards. That's Douglas Parker and Raygor. Um, you know, look, I think Zappi did a he did a good job. It's not a very good defense. Um, I thought that they were I thought that Vance Joseph was, you know, way too over aggressive. I seemed like they blitzed almost every down, um, maybe every other at the end of the day. Um to me, that's not really conducive against the Patriots against Zappi. You sort of need to mix things up a little bit more. I mean, when you give Zappy the opportunity, you know, one-on-one to – he gets one-on-one matchups. Like, he likes to just throw it up. And that's actually pe- playing into what he wants to do, how he wants to play. And I thought that was a mistake by Vance Joseph. Uh, I thought he made it a little bit too easy on Zappy, But, uh, you know, I thought he did a good job. I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, his stats look good. The stats for the Patriots, I mean, they only had two drives over 43 yards in the game. They had a lot of s- single-digit drives. Um you know, so it it was it was good for uh, the Patriots and uh, and Zappy. Um, you know, I wouldn't say it was absurdly good or anything like that. Um, a lot of people have uh, either called in or hit us up on social media, talking about the win possibly uh, having some sort of impact on the crafts when it comes to making a decision on. Coach Belichick after the season is over. Do you see any change there because of this win? No, I wouldn't. I mean, again, this is the same sort. So they've won, you know, two games in the last three weeks against Mitch Trubisky and against a Broncos team that's not going to be in the playoffs. Um, To me, I don't know why it would change things in the big picture on what's wrong with this team, which is a – Lack of tel- talent. It's more Belichick's GM duties. Um, you know, it's it's talent and the assistant coaching staff, uh, which Belichick is directly in charge of, that have led to the downfall of this team, which is not just a one-year thing. This has been a multi-year slide that sort of bottomed out this year. So I, I don't know why it would change anything. How about the draft status? Uh, the, we were saying it was a Christmas miracle. It might be a Christmas nightmare. Uh, right now, they sit at four, and if they could potentially win another game or two, uh, the, the pick would be as, uh, as low as 10. So um, we'll see how this plays out here, but you know, I didn't see any tanking going on tonight. No, and I, I haven't this year. I mean, I've just, it's been sort of, um, you know, sort of a convenient storyline that you hear from, you know, some Patriots fans who, you know, especially the guys who, you know, believe in Belichick, you know, they lose to the Giants or the Chargers or the Chiefs. And it's, you know, oh, well, you know, they're they're tanking. Like, but, you know, Belichick is trying to get a better draft spot to me. I I just I don't pay any attention to that. It's a completely foreign concept 
to me, it's a it's definitely a forward concept to Bill Belichick and the Patriots. I haven't seen any indication on film uh, going into this game, and certainly nothing that I saw in this game that would lead you to believe that that was the case. They keep playing, you know, the same way, and it seems like you know they they're able to you know come up with victories or better performances against teams that are somewhat at their talent level. Um, and they struggle otherwise. And so that's sort of, you know, how you end up at 4-11. and 11. Uh, Joe and I were talking about how in the fourth quarter, uh, the Patriots went into the fourth quarter with the league, with the lead, and it seems as though they kind of took the air out of the ball on, on offense and kind of, kind of sat on the lead. Do you think um, that the coaching staff still is lacking confidence in the offense, especially Bailey Zappi and what they could potentially do? I don't know if it's specific zappy related. I think it's the totality and you know, look, let's just be clear. Those decisions, the the decisions to play certain situations a certain way, a, certainly a conservative way, that's on Belichick. You know, he he dictates to O'Brien how he wants to manage the game and and I understand it. I mean, you know, look, they're down Ramondre Stevenson, Hunter Henry, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, a bunch of you know, sort of, you know, unknown guys or certainly inexperienced guys. The line's been a, you know, crap show all year and, and injuries have not made it any better where, I mean, they, they bring up James Ferris from the practice squad and on the first play of the game, you know, he gets tossed around like, you know, Leroy gets tossed around by Joe during the post game show, <laughs> like, you know, really easily and, and, you know, leads to an opening fumble and then Trent Brown and, uh, Vidarian Lowe are doing some sort of dance. Uh, Antonio Maffi's coming in, and he's getting holding penalties. And like, l- look, the Patriots are where they're where they are on offense. They're just not any good. And you know, Zappi has certainly had his moments, um, but he's not the type of guy who's you know going to uh, you know all of a sudden become you know Tom Brady or somebody like that and just lift everyone up. You have to. You know, they had a lead. You have to manage the situation. You have to play clock and things like that. And I thought Belichick did it the right way. There was a fourth and two call in the second quarter that I didn't agree again with. It was similar to last week. You know, I'd like to see him be a little bit more aggressive in those type of spots, especially with, you know, how aggressive the Broncos were being and sort of, uh, you know, allowing one-on-one matchups. And I thought 29 McMillan, their slot cornerback was getting roasted all day. He was awful. Uh, the Patriots took key advantage of that game after, you know, down after down. And I just think that Belichick managed it the right way. And Sean Payton didn't, I thought Sean Payton got completely outcoached in this game. I didn't understand the two timeouts so quickly with less than a minute left when it looked like the Patriots were at least going to give the Broncos the opportunity to, you know, play for overtime. So, um, you know, I thought I thought Belichick did a really nice job managing this game with what he has, especially on offense. Yeah, at the end of the game, uh, those runs that many people might not like, well, he, he ended up taking the timeouts there, and it gave Bailey Zappi that manageable third down. We'll get into that one uh, here on the other side. Greg Bedard joins us from the Boston Sports Journal. We got Leroy Irvin here as well. I'm Joe Murray. This is the Safety Insurance 98 Found the Sports on Patriots Radio Network. The run-up and the swing of the leg by Ryland. His kick is driven toward Mims. He taps his chest. He's going to return it. No, he's oh. going to drop it. Picks it up at the four. Runs to the left. Hash mark 10. Oh. It's knocked loose. It's picked up by New England. 
Initially, a momentary recovery, and then Cody Davis, after the ball was knocked free, covering up in the end zone. Mims ran it left. The ball was knocked out by Marte Mapu. That's his second takeaway in as many weeks, and Davis falls on it for a New England touchdown. Great call, Bob. Great call. And you got an ass kicking on Christmas Eve in Denver, taking place right now in this third quarter. I mean, it was 7-3 at halftime. Look at the unanswered points. Look at the energy on the bench. Don't think this team's quitting. Well, no quitting the Patriots tonight in their 26-23 win in the video bank. And Adrian Phillips have teamed up to be a champion for a child to benefit the Boys and Girls Club in Metro West. New England's defense forced two turnovers. So a video bank donates $2,000 to help at-risk youth, uh, youth and donated $16,000 so far this season. Video Bank, honest to goodness, member FDIC, member DIF. Leroy Irvin's here. I'm Joe Murray. We're joined by Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. What did you think of that uh, uh, play there by the old special teams? And, you know, they they struggled in one area, but they made a play and kind of a big play in the end, in the end when you look back at it. You mean how Marvin Mims muffed the ball twice? <laughs> and handed it to the Patriots and gave them seven of their 26 points. Um, I, I would file that under a blind squirrel file finds a nut every once in a while. Um, you know, we also had uh would they give up a huge punt return to Mims schooler ran right by him. I mean, you know, look, it, it is what it is. It's a fortunate play. You make it by hustling. The Patriots hustled on that play and it was a, it was a huge play in the game. Obviously, I mean, uh, <laughs> Zoe thought the game was over at that point, uh, which a lot of us did. I mean, I certainly did. I thought the game might have been over, uh, you know, when the Broncos were or when the Patriots were up 16 to seven. I was like, there's no way that the Broncos can put together two scoring drives. And then uh, and then that happened in the fourth quarter. But, yeah, good. Good job uh, getting a turnover and putting up points. The Patriots certainly need that, even with ba- Bailey Zappi, at quarterback. All right, so that drive heading into the game-winning field goal, um, they ran the ball with Zeke. He, uh, you know, they ended up, uh, what was it, Zappy had a nice little play for 27 yards to Parker, who had a nice little night. They got the ball right around midfield, and then Zappy had that uh, throw over the middle to Mike Kosicki, which eventually led to the spike ball and then the, the Chad Ryland uh, field goal there, but you know, what did you think about that drive there from Zappi? And I just wanted to read you a quote by Chad Ryland, which I hope they stamp on the football. But he wrote, oftentimes you find the greatest treasure in the darkest caves. And I've absolutely been struggling a little bit this year. <laughs> so, I, but, but I just think overall, though, like this season, like the, they had the ball at their own 19, got it down to a point where they could have kicked the field goal. I just thought it was a pretty good effort all around. And I think that Devontae Parker deserves a little bit of a hat tip for the way he played tonight. Uh, yeah, no, I thought I thought Parker and all the wide receivers had a you know a pretty efficient night. I'm just watching that play on film. So the Broncos did not blitz there. It's very interesting that they had uh, they had two two linebackers sort of near the first down marker. I I think they thought the Patriots were just I think they thought they were just going to run the ball. Um, 
And, you know, it was one of those typical plays where uh, Parker was going down the sideline against Pat Sertan in the back shoulder play. It's one of, it's been one of Zappi's favorites. It's something that Mac Jones does not like to do uh, very much. So credit um, Zappi with that. You have to have a lot of, you know, faith in the wide receiver and have to throw with good timing, which he did on that play. So, you know, that was a big play. The Gesicki play, I, I actually wasn't a big fan of. I thought that, you know, Zappi was maybe a little bit too conservative. And I thought that, um, you know, not getting on enough yards was going to cost them there. But it ended up working out in the end. So, you know, good job all around. Uh, Joe mentioned Chad Ryland, and I heard your response. <laughs> A little piece of, oh, my God, or whatever. It was it was quite the night at the podium for the Patriots tonight. Right. Um, so, Chad hits the game-winning uh, field goal, but, I mean, he's been struggling or whatever. Any idea on why he's been struggling so much, or are you hearing anything, or are you seeing anything when you look back at the tape? No, I do not watch uh, <laughs> special teams tape all that often. Um, I've... Uh, there's been a lot of them, um, some of the eclectic variety that I've covered in, in my career, including Lindo Mare um, with the Dolphins, who uh, they're just those kickers, man. They're a different bunch. Um, I remember Lindo Mare used to like he, he used to be such a baby about having a kick on the infield at old pro player stadium. And he used to blame everything on that. And, uh, you know, look, you know, good for Ryland that, you know, he's been struggling and he comes through. In that circumstance, another second guess that you could say was Sean Payton not using his timeout mm -hmm. to freeze Ryland there and giving him more time to think about it. You know, just another example of I thought this was an awful Sean Payton game uh, in a lot of ways. And uh, but, you know, it, Ryland had quite the press conference, extended press conference, um, you know, between Zappi, Mr. Cloud Nine and, um, you know, Ryland giving everybody uh the trials and tribulations that he's gone through this year. It was, uh, it was quite the evening at the podium, but you know, good for those guys. They, they, they've been through a lot. Both of them um, certainly got their fair share of criticism, which has been warranted, you know, at times, but uh, they got it together and got the Patriots their fourth one of the season. All right. We got uh, Matt in Denver on the line. What's going on, Matt? Yeah. So I guess my biggest issue tonight really is Chad Ryland. Um, a fourth round draft pick costs us a first round QB. So we're probably looking at a tackle now. What do you think? Mm. Did it cost him a QB, Greg? I mean, we'll see how things shake out. Um, you know, the, the Patriots will probably likely lose, uh, to the bills, um, next week. And then the jets game, you know, I like them in that spot. I have a, I have a feeling that the, the Jets will have one foot out the door. Um, you know, we've seen that in years past where the Patriots, you know, they credit them, credit the coaches and credit Bill Belichick. They always get these guys playing hard. And, um, you know, I think they'll play hard in that game. You know, so you're looking at what, five and 12 at that point. Um, you know, it might, it might be tackle time. Um, there are, I, I want to say there's like six or seven with first round grades from what I've seen. Um, I don't know if the Patriots can afford to go with the, well, we sort of have them all grouped together type of thing. I think they, th whoever they think can plug and play at left tackle, I think they need to go and get that guy. And if you, you get a plug and play left tackle, and then you have Michael Wenio at right tackle, 
you know, you figure out some things on the interior. Hopefully Cole Strange comes back at some point from his knee injury. Hopefully it doesn't keep him out all offseason. And, you know, maybe you have something to to work with, especially if they get a new offensive line coach um, in the offseason. But, yeah, I tackle's a pretty big uh, need as far as I go. And if you can't get Marvin Harrison, I don't know if I'm going wide receiver that high. All right, and just to give you a few names, Fashanu from Penn State, Joe Alt yep. will be there, uh, Fuaga from o- Oregon State, Latham from Alabama. There's a there's a, a, a top five that probably could all go in the top 20 uh, as far as tackle goes, and it might be one of the biggest positions uh, for the New England Patriots. Uh, we'll pause real quick, 10 seconds, for station ID here on the Safety Insurance 98.5, the sports of Patriots Radio Network. Rager. Will split to the wide side right. Parker to the left. Douglas motions to the right. Gasicki stands up a tight end left slot. Elliott off the left hip of Zappi. On a third and nine snap from the 11. Zappi drops back. Run. Got running room to the right. He throws to the back of the end zone. Yeah. Touchdown, Gasicki. <laughs> New England expanding its lead. Bailey Zappi didn't run it. He slung it. And he found Mike Gasicki for the touchdown. His second of the season. Oh, man. Zappi on the move here. I mean, cool. As a cucumber, pockets collapsing. He slides up. I go running. There was room to run. No. He knew where the line of scrimmage was, and he waited. He waited for Gasicki to clear on that back end line, run under the goal post, and it's a dime. Oh, the player that delivered the freight is presented by Freight Plus, their fastest-growing private company in Massachusetts, providing fully customized Fortune 500 freight solutions to shippers throughout New England. For over 35 years, visit FreightPlus.io. That's FreightPlus.io. Leroy, that is Taylor Swift, in case you were wondering who is singing this song. Right now? The singer? Yes. Uh, Joined by Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. Uh, Greg, there's plenty of people who are waiting online tonight. I figured, why don't we go to them? And then we'll ask you the questions and we'll line it up. Uh, Let's start it with uh, Tom, who's in Nashville. What's going on, Tom? Hey guys, Merry Christmas, big fans. You too, man. I just uh, wanted to talk about uh, Zappy. I think the commentary's gotten a little crazy. I think that it's, we're falling into this trap where it's like if the team wins, it's because of the quarterback, and the team loses it's because of the quarterback. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think he did anything super special today. You know, I, I know Greg said an offensive lineman blew that block and the fumble, but it, to me, it seems like he had a couple seconds to get rid of the ball. I think he wasn't great on some critical third downs. I thought he was able to have some space to run up the middle, which he didn't. And then I think Kurt Warner correctly said on the, a slant foul in the, in the fourth quarter, on a third down, he threw a slant to Rager on his shoestrings, who fell down and the first down. And Warner said, you know, if that's an accurate ball, it's a big play. So I just think, you know, add that to the three and outs that occurred basically every drive after that special teams touchdown. I just think many quarterbacks could do what Zappy did. So uh, I just wanted to kind of, put the other side out on the table for a second, you know? Many quarterbacks could do that, Greg, right? Or could I would, um, I would concur with Tom that, um, you know, I, I agree with his, you know, overall assessment. I mean, and especially his first point about like, you know, and I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was, you know, Brady being here or the fantasy impact and stuff like that. But like, you know, I just think way too much gets put on the quarterbacks, you know, good and bad. Um, it, it It is funny that, you know, it just seems like, you know, if the Patriots lose and, and Zappy doesn't play well, 
we don't hear much about it, but when the Patriots win and, and Zappy somewhat plays well, it, it, you know, means X, Y, and Z. And, you know, look, I think that he made some good plays. I disagree with Zoe on that call, the touchdown, even though I think it was a really good play, him hanging with the, with the play for so long because it took Gusecki a while to get over there. And I don't think it's something Mac Jones would have done, but I actually think the protection was really good um, on that play. And he sort of, you know, had all day and he didn't really need to run. But like I said, not a lot of quarterbacks would hold on to the ball that long uh, in the red zone. And I think sometimes Zappy gets away with that. Sometimes he doesn't. There was another, there was a sack uh, earlier in the game when you know, the protection initially was okay. And then all of a sudden he decided to spin out of it. Like he was Lamar Jackson. And, you know, he got walloped on the sack when, you know, if he just realized who he was and just sort of threw the ball away or threw it out of bounds, that might've been a better play for the Patriots. But I thought for the most part, you know, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, probably when I go back and grade this game, I would say it was a, uh, he'll get a positive grade, you know, in the end, but I don't think it's going to be overwhelming. I mean, you know, like I said, his first half last week against the Chiefs, uh, it was the best I've seen a Patriots quarterback play in three years since I sort of started tracking this stuff when Mac Jones was a rookie. But then again, his second half was probably the worst performance that I've seen from a Patriots quarterback in that same time. So, you know, maybe he's getting a little bit more consistency, that getting more playing time, that always helps with a young player, they always get better. The more they see, the more they experience. But I also think the the Broncos were complicit in this. You know, we were talking about a pass defense that's 25th in the league in DVOA. Their rush defense is 32nd, um, you know, in the league, which the Patriots really couldn't exploit at all, which was a big surprise. That just shows you that they were loading up against the run and, you know, gave Zappi some avenues to make plays. But, you know, for the most part, I thought he played – you know, good winning football in this game, but I agree with Tom that I wouldn't go nuts about it. Does the team get credit for winning this game without offensive line? They're probably their best receiver. Um, Considering that Zappi did throw two touchdowns and a rookie kind of led the way offensively, um, do they get credit for that, or did the coach just simply outcoach the other coach? Oh, no, I think they they get credit. I think they did a, you know, a good job for the... For the most part, you know, I, I do think, you know, you're looking at the the Denver defense just, you know, isn't that good. And so that sort of evens things out uh, with the Patriots and some of the injuries that they've had. But, you know, injuries on the offensive line have been a consistent theme this whole year. It's probably been if you're pointing at one reason why the Patriots fell the way that they did, it would be. Uh, injuries and and just poor play along the offensive line and and Zappy hasn't been immune from that and I would say that you know Zappy um, has done better um, handling that now it's a whole chicken and egg discussion on whether uh, there was some stuff from this year back to last year very early on that sort of just gave Mac Jones PTSD some people will say that some people will just say that that's the way that he is. And, you know, it's no one, it's hard to say anyone is definitely right, but there's, there's little question that Zappy in his small sample size has dealt with that stuff better. Now is because he wasn't subjected to it for a year and a half. You know, I don't know. Uh, We'll never know the answer to that question. All right. Let's talk to uh, Gino. He's in Danvers. What's up, Gino? 
Hey, uh, Joe, uh, Leroy, Merry Christmas to you. I didn't know uh, the big boy was going to be on, so I'll be on my best behavior. Uh, probably not talking <laughs> X's and O's here, but uh, uh, hey, look, this one was for the real Pats fans here. The real Pats fans remember, hey, Shannon Sharp calling the National Guard. The real Pats fans remember Ben Watson running down champ. Bailey should have been a touchback. The real Pats fans remember Gronk fourth and 10 didn't get the two point conversion. My point being is, Hey, look, the Broncos, we hold a grudge. We just knocked them out of the playoffs the same way. Steelers a few weeks back. We got to take onus in that. And we got to enjoy that. It's a very Merry Christmas. It's not. Thanks, Cheeto. Enjoy the eggnog, bro. <laughs> enjoy the eggnog. But you know what? If you do look at it like that, this was kind of a payback. The, the, the Broncos essentially may have been knocked out of the playoffs today. So maybe that was Chuck. Hey, you've talked about the coaching mismatch here. Belichick out Coach Payton in the long run, and it knocked basically knocked him out of the playoffs. Yeah, I think that's that's certainly that was something that the Patriots could have used for motivation going into this game. They don't really have much to play for, but uh, you know, there's definitely a satisfaction for a team if they can, you know, put a damper, if not, you know, basically ruin a season for another team. And and uh, so, you know, and just you know, getting on that long plane ride and going out there, what the hell? You might as well go out there and play your butts off and get a victory. And so. You know, credit to all the the players and coaches for rallying in a, a tough situation to uh, really put a coal in the Broncos' stockings because uh, it, it doesn't look like they're going anywhere anytime soon. All right, we got Dave in Norwell. Hey, Dave. Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Everyone's happy. You won't finally won a game. Hey, listen, uh, you guys keep on uh, putting the noose up for. Uh, Belichick, and, and and my thinking is, why would you do that? And, and, and the guy's a, he, he's just a first round, uh, all you know, he's like a best coach to, in Boston forever, and you act like he's too old and he does, he's not doing a good job. And then and then and on the other side of the coin, you say he's got no respect for the reporters, and you guys are all like, you know, you're hacking at him, and and you know. He's not that good of a coach. It's the game's passed him by. None of that stuff is true. They had a terrible year, and I think it's directly due to injury after injury after injury. Hmm. And that, that's my feeling. I think uh, the guy deserves a chance. How about I want to four see. wins, Dave? Uh, four wins, so, you, four you wins, accept how, that? How, okay, uh, d- d- divide that in how many uh, okay. lost plays they had during okay. the course of the year. Uh, next man up has always been the Patriot way. Right, right, but, but you know he didn't uh, have it's, it's Christmas. I'm going to be nice to you. The roster building, I think, is the biggest issue. It we watched a pretty good defensive coaching performance tonight, and and for the most part, all year long, it's the talent and it's the guy who makes those talent evaluations and picks those players. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. I know they had some injuries, but in the end, that's what it is, right, Greg? Yeah, I mean, you know, look. This is a this is a team that has posted their third losing season in in four years. They've been they don't look any closer to the playoffs. Um, I understand Belichick's resume. I have a great real a great deal of respect for him and what he's accomplished. Um, I can tell you that, um, at least speaking for myself, um, my evaluations of him as a coach, as the head of football operations of the Patriots 
has zero to do with how he handles the media. It doesn't affect how I do my job one way or the other. Um, you know, and, and he, he made this bed for himself. You're exactly right, Joe, um, with his, um, you know, terrible drafting, um, you know, inability to, um, you know, bring in a really good free agent class when they did spend, he hasn't extended anybody, um, of their quote unquote young talent. And all those guys are up to be free agents. Uh, they had zero depth coming into this year. I picked them seven and 10 basically because I said they have zero margin for error. Hmm. And you back when the Patriots, you know, were winning games. I mean, I remember, you know, crappy teams when, you know, the 2011 team, while they were great on offense, they were God awful on defense, but they found a way to go to a Super Bowl and nearly even win one. They've gone to AFC championship games, you know, with guys like Matthew Mulligan and Austin Colley having to play, you know, quarterback and receiver. And you could say what you want about that. That's because of Tom Brady. And I'm not going to argue with you, but there's no question that the depth that we've even heard Kraft about talk over the years about how, you know, their middle class is the thing and their depth. And that has just evaporated because they don't draft well and they don't develop well because Bill has let just their, their talent and their assistant coaching staff just wither away to nothing. So they can't coach up the next guys, the Ryan Wendell's, the Dan Connolly's and those guys that you need during a football season. Everybody goes through injuries. Everybody does this even more and more each year in the NFL. And if you don't have the depth, if you don't have the coaching, then this is what happens to you. I mean, look at Ryan Wendell, who was, who interviewed for the offensive line coaching job here, along with Adrian Clem, the Patriots hired Adrian Clem. They let Ryan Wendell go, and he's basically resurrected that Rams offensive line to the point where it looks like nobody wants to play them come the playoffs. And that, this was a team that was, you know, just awful a year ago. And so I just think it's hard to make the case for Belichick. You want to make the case for Belichick, the coach, the head coach? I can do that, and I agree with you. But when he brings on all these duties at 71 years old, he's going on 72, if he can't do all the duties – that also falls on him, and that's just where I think he is at this point in time. All right, Greg Bedard, we'll have more with you from the Boston Sports Journal. Leroy Irvin's here. I'm Joe Murray. Merry Christmas to everybody here on the Safety Insurance 98.5 The Sports on Patriots Radio Network. He's missed four of his last seven field goal tries. At the six. He will have an opportunity from straight on, 56 yards away from victory for the Patriots. Cardona over the football. Barringer's right knee is down. He shows Cardona his right hand. Ryland Waits leaning forward in the stance. The snap, the spot, the kick clears the line. Sailing to the uprights. The kid is good! The kid did it! With two seconds to go! Honestly, I, I didn't waver in confidence at all because I knew the guys that I had around me still believed in me and have believed in me all year. And that, that means more to, uh, to an athlete and even more so a kicker than I think I could even put into words is having that support system of the guys. You get guys like Matt Slater coming up to you and telling you, hey, man, we're going to need you in the fourth quarter here. Like, that's what's turning out to be. And Matt, Matt the prophet, it, it came true. So I'm super thankful and blessed to have a, a team around me that supports me through anything. I didn't hear all that. Well, this season is part of the Apex Cares program. Apex Entertainment will be donating $100 to the New England Center for Children for every converted field goal. Every point, every dollar helps. For more information, go to apexentertainment.com. 
You must have went through the uh, the audio there, Greg Bedard, because we we did not have the Boston Sports Journal. Uh, I gave you the quote earlier, but man, the, <laughs> Matt the, the prophet, Matt the prophet <laughs> behind him. I mean, when when the kick got set up, did you think he had a shot at it? Like, I we I mean, we've seen the kid kick; he's got a leg, but I thought he had no chance. Yeah, I pretty much thought he had no chance. I thought he was going to dead shank it or something like that. I mean, you know where he was, but um, you know, give him credit for you know being mentally resilient and. Those are the type of moments for a young player where maybe it can turn everything around for him. And he was obviously struggling with confidence, which happens at that position. Um, that'll give him um, a big boost. But, uh, of course, uh, he needs to go out and make his kick against the Bills or none of that matters. Just wanted to talk about Demario Douglas's night. Uh, he finished with five catches for 74 yards. Um, he's got 44 catches now on the year. It's the most receptions by a rookie under Bill Belichick. Um, I mean, I think this is a guy that when Kendrick Bourne comes back next year, Pop Douglas can be you know inserted right into that offense, and if they can look at a top receiver, I mean, they have something to work with here. But he's been very impressive, and you know, right now, you know, he passed Dion Branch for most receptions in a season for a rookie. Yeah, I mean. You know, look, I think some of that, uh, along with a lot of things we talk about, needs a little context because um, I don't think that they were throwing a bunch of quick games back in Dion Branch's game the uh, day. The, the, the game has changed uh, a lot. Uh, I'd like to see sort of a spray chart on where his quote-unquote catches come from. But, you know, there's little doubt that DeMario has a ton of talent. We saw that very early on in, in training camp. Um, I heard very on early from one of the coaches that I talked to who said that um, that actually I heard this from a player uh, after one of the early games, and they basically said like Douglas was the only good player on the offense. That's somebody that they had to worry about. Um, I think with the role that you saw him in today, a lot in motion, a lot in the slot. He was you know cooking that guy uh, McMillian the slot cornerback, that's got to be his role. Um, I think that he could be sort of the next great slot receiver for the Patriots. Um, he's going to have to you know, worry about punishment and things like that, but he has that type of talent. Um, the, the better coaching he gets, the more he takes the coaching. Um, I think he's had a nice, certainly a nice rookie season, had a big third down drop today, uh, which was unfortunate, but, you know, over – you know, over the course of the season, I think he's done, you know, a really nice job for for a rookie, certainly, you know, a six-round draft pick. All right, let's talk to Gabe. He's in South Carolina. What's going on? Gabe, you're on Patriots postgame. Hey, Greg. Hey, Joe. How you doing, man? Hey, guys. Gabe, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Hey, do you guys remember 2014, the Super Bowl? Do you guys remember the sideline shot of Brady right as the interception happened? Yeah, Butler, yes. Remember him jumping up and down, squealing like a little girl? Yeah. That was that was Bailey Zappi today, right after. I don't know if you guys saw post-game. They showed the shot of him at, after, right after the kick went in. That was him jumping up and down. And, and it's just another one of many reminders of how far and how quickly we've fallen, man. It, it's, it's, it's just tough, man. You know, it's, you know, three years, four years, and – and now we're a four and eleven team. Is that where we are? What we are, Greg? It's, yep. a, it's a four mm-hmm. and eleven team. I just, I, 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 I know Zappy I, celebrating. I, I have no problem with him no. celebrating. And, and again, I just want to bring up that 
Zappi had two rookie guards out there. They were rotating Vidarian Lowe at tackle tonight. He's without Hunter Henry. He's playing with rookies. I just, I thought for whatever he had, he played the best to the ability yeah, that he had. I agree. Yeah, you know, I would agree with that. But Vidarian Lowe was out there a lot when <laughs> Mac Jones was out there as well. Right. So it was Antonio Maffi yep. and... Um, you know, and, and, uh, they even had more issues at right tackle before they finally, you know, junked all that stuff. And, and it's just been, um, you know, like I said earlier, I think the offensive line has been the biggest issue on this team. And I don't, you know, a, a part of it is Belichick's construction and not going out and using a premium pick on an offensive tackle could, that could be developed. Um, you know, him, you know, signing Calvin Anderson and you know Riley Reef and Clem. you know who was the other one? Well, Adrian Clem they brought in too, and that didn't you know? Yeah, or... I mean it's just been I don't think the coaching has very been very good for that unit from what I've heard, and it, and Adrian Clem has been out for you know multiple weeks now dealing with a health issue, um, you know. So, but I you know I think Bailey did a nice job today. Um, I understand him celebrating. Um, I I do have some issues with the way he conducts himself as far as, you know, comes out and he's on cloud nine and I want him to feel good about his performance. Uh, You know, a game winning kick when he's a starting quarterback, it means a lot to him. I understand that. It's just, you know, it's, it's a four and 11 team and it's just, I, I don't know how excited you can get, but that's probably just me. I'm sort of like an old school uh, DB when it comes to that stuff, you know, sort of like a grumpy old man, but that's, that's just me, but there's no question that he played well today. He's played well enough for the team to win two of the past three weeks and good for him. All right. He's Greg Bedard of the Boston sports journal. Uh, you're going to be on with Felger Maz this week. I will. I doubt that Felger and Maz will be there, but I will be. <laughs> Somebody will, uh, We'll be there. All right. Merry Christmas to you, Greg. Go enjoy the rest of uh, Go get some sleep tonight. I know you got kids in the morning. We'll so, see. I uh, appreciate you joining us here. And Merry Christmas to you. You too. Thanks, guys. All right. It's Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. Hey, it's Felger here. And in the NBA, the game can change in an instant. But no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting 5 bucks on basketball. Win or lose, you'll get an instant dub. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SPORTSHUB. New customers can get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on basketball. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code SPORTSHUB. The crown is yours. Hope is here. 800-327-5050 or gamblinghelplinema.org. Must be 21 or older. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com. Physically present in Massachusetts. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Is it possible to help businesses of all sizes transform, grow, and thrive? With the advanced connectivity and intelligence of global secure networking, it's happening. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Hey, it's Felger here, and in the NBA, the game can change in an instant. But no matter how the action unfolds, you know DraftKings Sportsbook has your back. This week, new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting 5 bucks on basketball. 
Win or lose, you'll get an instant dub. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SPORTSHUB. New customers can get $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on basketball. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook and only with the code SPORTSHUB. The crown is yours. Hope is here. 800-327-5050 or gamblinghelplinema.org. Must be 21 or older. Play it smart from the start. GameSenseMA.com. Physically present in Massachusetts. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms. Is it possible to help businesses of all sizes transform, grow, and thrive? With the advanced connectivity and intelligence of global secure networking, it's happening. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. When your team's best players have all been traded and the latest pick is overrated, just raise a glass with a friend or two and tell them more, tell them more, tell them more, do. May your team be great and your picks be true And if it falls apart, you'll know what to do Just raise a glass with a fan or two And tell them more, tell them more, tell them more, do It's a crazy world, so what do you do? You tell them more, tell them more, tell them more, do Hey! Tell them more, Jew, Irish whiskey 40% alcohol by volume imported by William Grant and Sons, Inc. New York, New York